All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I am exhausted, <laughs> I've got to tell you. Yeah? Um, yes, because the, the sort of the British news cycle this week has just been spinning faster than the wheels on Lance Armstrong's bike after the drugs. Wow. I mean, after, it, well, it has when you say after the drugs, let's clarify here, because this is important. Sure. Is this about oh, whilst, sorry, ta- whilst taking gonna... drugs or post-taking drugs? So is in like, he'd given them up? No, no, whilst he was on the drugs. Right, okay, so really fast. Really I'd, I'd, going Sorry to be pedantic, it. I just, I'd like to know what I'm working with. Just, It's just not stopped. Do you know what I mean? It's been so... It's insane. You want to try and keep up. Yeah. But my God, it's impossible. So what I thought I'd do, with your permission, because we're all about consent here. Yeah. Most of the time. It depends oh, I shouldn't throw that in as a caveat. That's, that's a bad joke, and I feel like... I'll tell you what I always tell you. Only with loop. All right? You know that's my one ground rule? Sure. And and not just spit. I want the good stuff. For this, the lube is going to be my dulcet tones. Oh. Which is going to help this go down a lot smoother. Well, in that case, So what I'm going to do is, look, I've been trying to keep notes of like what's been going on for the week. I'm just going to absolutely rifle through them. Right. Okay. And we'll get to the end and we'll see where we're at. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, uh, Hollywood, the, uh, the Scottish Parliament. Yep. They voted for, in a majority... To pass the GRR bill, um, and then the Tories overturned it, which I think is a, <laughs> Gay! which I think is a monumental moment in the devolution of the country. I really do. I mean, it's yeah. the first time that the English have ever actually overridden a piece of Scottish uh, parliamentary act. Yeah. Um, and then Keir Starmer came out and even supported the overturning of it. It's all a bit. It's all a bit dumb because um, it's just about getting ID. It's got nothing to do with medical transition, which is how this has been spun. Yeah. A lot of people talking about, oh yeah, but the two. It's like no, it's it's literally just getting like a you know birth certificate. Or, and have, and as as a lot of trans people have said, it's like when was the last time you needed to use your birth certificate? Mm. I mean, it hardly ever comes up. It's it's really not that big enough, uh, not that big a deal. Um, the highest area, by the way, because the results of the census came out, the highest area um, with the trans population was unsurprisingly Brighton. Mm. How many of the Brighton population do you think are trans? It must be under 10%. 0.75. Yeah. Yeah, very, very low. Um, but yes, we've been overturning workers' rights en masse, by the way. The policing bill mm. finally passed, um, which manages to stop protests, even if they're not disruptive. Um, yeah, um, if they could be perceived to be disruptive to two or more people or have the intent to disrupt is enough, I believe. Um, actually, going back to the, 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 the trans thing, Rob announced that um, preoperative trans women, a basically anyone with male genitalia, um, would be put into male prisons, even if they're sort of, I can't think of the term, but low-risk offenders, you know, even if it's not a serious crime, if it's just shoplifting right. or something, they will still go to male prisons where they will almost certainly face rape yeah, um, and serious abuse, um, despite the fact that a recent poll suggested that seven in ten Brits support trans people and trans rights. Mm. Um, it's it's also one of those things where a lot of trans people have to, you know, for, for long, so sex sex work is counted as a sex, sex offence. Yeah. A lot of trans people turn to sex work because of discrimination in the workplace okay. and because they have to go private because the waiting list on the NHS is so long. I think we've discussed it before. Mm. It's like three or four years to even get your first appointment. Oh, so they're going, there's private so they're companies. Going, so they're going private, private healthcare. Right, but obviously okay. that costs a lot of money. 
they can't get a lot of money because do no one's hiring them. Do private really deal with this stuff then? Some private companies do. Right, okay. But, you know, no one's hiring. There's a lot of discrimination in the workplace against trans people, so they turn to sex work. Therefore, those convicted of it are now going to be housed in um, in a male in a male mm. prison. 158,000 people signed a petition to remove LGBT rights from teachings in school. Um, this government is given into like 158,000 people in the UK. Right. Have signed a petition asking the government to remove teaching of LGBT stuff to stop teaching. To stop teaching yeah, <clears throat> um, the government is giving into more far, far far right rhetoric. Like I don't like to use the N word, um, mm. not that one, the other N word. Um, but like we are in Nazi territory here. We have been marching further into it, and we are just getting into that dangerous territory. Um, With that one, I wonder, particularly because of what this country's like, we have a real issue about just sex education in general. <laughs> And I wonder if, is that a part of that rather than anti-trans, if you get what I mean? I know it's just it's just about picking a minority group and saying, you know, right, let's really go for these guys. Yeah. Um, another criminal in the police who obviously... More than one. 49 uh, offences of, of rape, basically, mm. from this one police officer... <clears throat> the Met- Metropolitan Police announced um, that due to subsequent vetting and investigations, which they've launched into their own police force, mm. that there will now be two or three Met officers in court over the next few months. Okay. And that's just the ones that they were really easily able to find proof on to take them to court. Yeah. Two or three every week for the foreseeable future. Mm. Uh, are you aware of Suella Braverman and the Holocaust survivor? No. She was challenged by a Holocaust survivor who stood up and said that, look, I think that the language you're using against immigrants is dangerous. Mm. It's fear mongering. It's hate mongering. And she it's said, and it was similar. And not to get into the Nazi territory, but she said, you know, it was extremely similar to the language that was being used right in the immediate yeah. uh, precedent for my family being killed and me coming over here. Uh, and she she said, I'm not going to apologize for that. And I'm not going to stop using that language. Imagine saying that to a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> Speaking of Hitler, um, a what what was termed a turf, mm. you know, a, a trans exclusive radical feminist. Oh, okay, yeah, yes, I have heard has, that um, before. Was genuinely, and I swear to God, I saw this video and I couldn't actually believe it. Yeah. I think I'm a bit behind the times. I think this video is a good couple of months old, but I, she actually stands up at a, like at a rally and quotes Hitler. Like she genuinely I've said, I've heard about. It. I didn't. She watch genuinely it, said, like you know, <clears throat> I think it was the great. No, not she didn't say great. She said, I think it was you know Adolf Hitler who first said, and it's like, <clears throat> bro, how is anyone? At that I saw rally, that tiny bit. How is anyone at that rally thinking anything other than, <laughs> wait, what? Like I don't want to be on this team anymore. <laughs> no. I don't think this is. I don't think this is for me. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. I mean, um, let's should we get that as look. a soundbite for the pod? Just that one of it. I think Adolf Hitler once said. (laughs) I think we absolutely should, by the way. Um, Right, then the real real news started to break. Um, Nadim Zahawi started uh, a a few months ago, last year in fact, tried to sue the lawyers who were about to break the story on his taxes, which he claims was a careless misstep. Um, The whole thing is around, he's, you know, YouGov was set up in a trust and therefore he sort of managed to avoid tax on it. Yeah, but yeah. it's to the tune of about 27 million. Yeah. Um, and he, rather than go to prison, like <laughs> most of us would, he a- agreed a settlement fee yeah. with the HMRC whilst he was 
chancellor basically like he was in charge of this company for a while yeah. this branch of government i mean like, look he clearly knows how to maneuver money and he he so he agreed to pay back like three million pounds yeah which is plus insane. a fine on top of that which i think knocks his full thing up to like just over five million yeah but just back. just by the way like this obviously you know um a a man who claimed heat in his horse's stables on expenses yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. imagine he's pretty he's pretty frugal with money yeah um, ethics committee, by the way, from the people who look after the knighthoods, yeah. actually looked at his fine. He was he was nominated for a knighthood, yeah, and they actually looked into his finances and deemed him unworthy of a knighthood. So he yeah. actually is not Sir Nadim Zahawi because of the investigation by the HMRC that found him guilty. Um, he was he was eventually sacked as the party chair by Rishi Sunak, mm. who acted very quickly and decisively. <laughs> um, waited nine days after the story broke, yeah. Just to be clear, the sacking wasn't because he avoided paying tax in the UK, which, by the way, we yeah. obviously have no money for anything right now. They're like, yeah. we can't afford to pay any of our public workers anything because we've got no money. I wonder where all that money is. <laughs> um, no, no, he got sacked because he lied about being under investigation. Right, okay. So when he was appointed, they said, is there anything that we should be concerned about? And he said, absolutely not. And then they went, oh, but well, it turned out you were under investigation. Never mind the fact that well, he was guilty. Well, you, you could understand from his point of view with what the Tory party gets up to, why he'd think there wasn't anything <laughs> for them to be concerned so, about. <laughs> so Rishi, Rishi sacked him, obviously. Yeah. Um, he then wrote a letter that said, you know, thanks Rishi for everything and I'm, I'm proud to be a support you from the backbenches. Mm. Um, he didn't apologise for anything that he'd done. No. He didn't seem to claim any ownership. What he did do was attack the fourth estate. He said, there's a real concern over the fourth estate. That'll be the fourth estate that broke these stories on him, <laughs> I imagine, and the journalists that, and have been that managed to break that. The Tory party. Yeah, Gavin Williamson, by the way, has now been chair. Yes, that's right, that Gavin Williamson. Is this the guy that has the ball whip in his office? Yeah, it's the guy, the guy who was education secretary and then yeah, refused yeah, yeah. to... He, he genuinely has a whip on his desk kids. in the office to intimidate people. And now he's the chair of the... Is he also the guy that does was doing dodgy financial stuff online? Like he was selling like really dodgy shit. All I'm going to say is that could genuinely be all of them. <laughs> yeah, I was quite vague there. I can't um, remember what it was, but there was someone who was involved in some proper... Savage Javid wanted to uh, actually publicly claim that he wanted to charge £20 for GP appointments and £65 for the use of A&E services. Yeah. Stupid and dangerous. Then, of course, we move on to Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, a man who's never been out of our, sadly, never out of the news cycle, because I don't think he likes being out of the news cycle. No. Um, well, look, the guy has some expenses. He needs to earn money. Well, this is it. So, he was, <laughs> so he, he was found by um, old, old Dickie Knight, Richard Knight, a man mm. who he appointed as head of the BBC just a few months before being appointed as chair of the BBC. He facilitated a loan guarantor in the way of now this bloke. Of course he did. This bloke is a Canadian businessman who is distantly related to Boris, yeah, but he doesn't know Boris. So he's reached out to, to Richard Sharp and said, can you put me in contact with him? Mm. Who's put him in contact with Simon Case. And then he said, you know, no, I didn't know anything about Boris's finances. How could you? You just agreed to get him an £800,000 <laughs> loan, which is the really scary thing. Is a, a prime minister, a prime minister who's on £160,000 a year living outside of his means needs eight hundred thousand which thi- puts him if you think about it though this is how ridiculous things are boris took a pay cut to become pm because he was on an mp salary he was on a cabinet minister salary on t- um and then on top of that he was earning 250 grand a year from his 
is it the Telegraph? Oh yes, yes, yes. His column yes. in the Telegraph once a week, which he called. Um, oh, there was a phrase he used, basically saying it was a pittance. Um, so yeah, that, that guy cleared. But I mean, look, how many kids does he have? What's quite He's funny? He's got to get money in, mate. To me, and you have to laugh because I'll do your scream. Is that you know during this cost of living crisis? Crisis. What we've heard a lot, particularly from the Conservative Party, is that perhaps people on the low pet low end of the spectrum and people on benefits and stuff are living outside of their means yeah, maybe frivolous. they're buying you know expensive meals that they don't need to buy little treats they're buying themselves a cake or something and they don't need Avocado to do that and here's toast. a man who couldn't live within £160,000 a year despite the fact that he was being gifted houses or being gifted the use of houses by the blokers in charge of JCB mm-hmm. and he's being you know a, a donor paid for his wallpaper with Lululemon remember that scandal yeah. so he's not actually paying for anything and he's still Needs eight hundred thousand pounds, and what what the really risk is is that puts him at risk of influence by foreign and investor. And being manipulated. And yeah, basically, he wouldn't pass the vetting process to become even the most basic junior civil servant. No, which is, I mean, come the thing on. is though, like I know we're rattling through quickly, but does any of that shock you? No. Like, like I don't know. I feel like when people do this outrage thing, when these things come out, and that's even if they do it at all. But I'm like, of course, like, like uh, yeah. And just to just to be clear, he's being he's now being independently investigated by the father of Rishi Sunak's head of policy. <laughs> so there's no no corruption there. Um, and remember when I said to you a while back, a good few episodes ago, that I think Boris Johnson just sort of like stumbled upon a technique that worked and he just kept going with it. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about how calculated he was. Well, true to form, he popped up in Ukraine for a photo up after the story of broke. Course. It's what he knew. It's what he worked last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went there again. He's now completely irrelevant to the Ukrainian. He has no, no sway. He can't do in, like, anything. He can't do anything. He's just gone there and been a nuisance. It's or do you reckon he's saying to him, don't worry, mate, you know, in a little bit, I'll be back. It's, it's just sort of stand up and they're like, oh, we've actually got a lot going on. He's like, yeah, oh, these new, you know, new marble pillars are there. Didn't you used to have a building over here? Like, yeah, it got knocked down. <laughs> like, we're in the middle of a war, mate. Like, can we just, he's just, oh, what a bumbling fucking dick. Um, let's have a little look. By the way, he's Richard Sharp as well. By the way, was only the second ever chairman of the BBC to sit on the panel when selecting the head of news. Mm. Um, so usually when they select the head of news, BBC News, the chairman isn't involved in that decision, right? Okay. Ever twice, and the BBC. Bear in mind, the BBC has been going since sort of like 1925 um, or 1922. In fact, they celebrated their centenary year last year. Mm. 1922. That's 100 years. Only twice including this Richard Sharp, has the BBC chair ever been involved mm. in that selection process? It worried a lot of high-ups at the BBC and a lot of peers. They were really concerned about that. Um, then a leaked letter from Simon Case, who was Boris's advisor, who Richard Sharp got in contact with to yeah. suggest this loan. A, re- a leaked letter from Simon Case suggested that um, was was written to Boris Johnson that said, um, with his upcoming announcement, as chair of the BBC, this Richard Sharp, that Boris stop asking for advice on personal finances because mm. it's now officially a clash of interests. Yeah. So that suggests that Simon Case knew that they were still, yeah, they knew about his financial thing that he right knew up to then. Nothing about what was going on. Um, Rishi Sunak was then found without seatbelt on. Yeah. Uh, is that just an attempt to distract from all other stories, or maybe he's trying to distract from a story we don't even know yet? I don't think it was meant to be a distraction. I just think I made a mistake. The response from the right was to show a picture of Keir Starmer in a car, quite clearly wearing a seatbelt, <laughs> claiming that he also wasn't wearing a seatbelt. 
Um, Rishi Sunak, by the way, co-founded a hedge fund that has large stakes in Moderna. Mm. Do you remember that company that did the vaccine? The vaccine. Um, and he refuses to say whether he still has a part, whether he's still a part of that hedge fund or whether he still yeah. has stakes in it. And it's, it's estimated to be somewhere in the tune of, I think it's about £300 million Jeez. stake that he's got in this company or that this hedge fund has in this company, in Moderna. Um, Carol Vorderman, by the way, is the one who's been dropping a lot of these bombs because she's friends with Dan Needle, who is a journal, uh, a, a lawyer, sorry, who was who initially was looking into the Zahari thing. Yeah. Um, and by the way, there was a great moment on this morning when Alison Hammond, it must have been a Friday because it was Dermot and Alison, mm. and she just kind of went, they're all corrupt, and she yelled. And then she puts her finger to her and she goes, but anyway. And she's like, I don't know what the producers told her. Yeah. Move on. Move on she's like you know but anyway you know it's, it's very tough out there and anyway mm. um absolutely love that then of course there's what i would describe as possibly one of the most despicable things to have happened in politics or from politics in recent memory um which is are you aware of jonathan gullis i'm not he after it so i don't know again i don't know if you're aware of this story but in brighton there is a facility that houses mostly orphaned children right. who have been coming across in the boats who have been coming in on the back of lorries and stuff so okay. the illegal immigrants but they're there it houses the children that are mostly their parents didn't make the journey or they yeah. sent them without them <clears throat> it's housed so far about now this is quite a shocking stat so it's housed are so these far the kids that have gone missing yes it's housed about 600 700 kids and 200 of them have gone missing sometimes even being reported as being just straight bundled in the backs of vans now this has been reported a number of times to the home office and it, they've asked for extra patrols. Mm. They've asked for um, a change because everything has to be signed off by the Home Office, by the way. So they've asked for like a change in the schedule. Mm. So they kind of asked, well, can we maybe at least if if the perpetrators don't know what we're going to do, when we're going to do it, we might have a bit of a better chance. While this was brought up in Parliament yeah. um, by Labour, I can't remember who did it. I think it might have been Angela Rayner. Don't quote me on that. Jonathan Gullis shouted from the back benches, um, that they shouldn't have come here illegally then. Children being kidnapped. Absolutely shocking. Then, of course, we move on from that absolutely sick, sickening, depraved comment, which, by the way, he's not even come out and Back said anything about. Um, 30p Lee Anderson bragged online <laughs> about paying a woman in her 30s not enough to live on on her own. Uh, she simply rents a room in shared accommodation, living like a student, basically. Yeah. But he claims that she doesn't need a food bank. Probably unlikely anyway, though, because it turns out her dad is the former head of the British Army. <laughs> um, the, the HS2, which was originally meant to run from Euston to Manchester, will actually only now go from uh, Old Oak Common to the West Midlands. Yeah. So that's not even doing the whole journey, and that's been a huge cost of money and a huge disruption for a lot of people. Wasn't meanwhile, that another Boris project? Yep. Meanwhile, stateside, this is probably one of my favourite stories. This <laughs> I don't is, know. Yep. This is bordering <laughs> on the side of light. Okay. Stateside, yeah. the FBI guy who deduced that there was no Russian influence in the 2016 election. Yeah. Um, you know, when they were like, we well, need to look into whether the Russians interfered with Trump's election. Um, and this was the guy at the FBI who was in charge of that case, and he said, no. There was no interference. He's now being investigated and charged for taking Russian money, <laughs> which is just uh, perfect, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, the, the, the Braverman thing, which obviously happened, and then about a week later, um, it was Holocaust Memorial Day, 
which just seems really yeah. pertinent given what was going on. Car manufacturing in the UK is at a 40-year low. Um, in 2016, we we were putting out approximately 1.5 million cars. 2022, that's now down to 775,000. That is literally yeah. half the output. Um, Jeremy Hunt gave a speech saying that we need to grow the economy without actually outlining how we might do that. Um, oh, apart from suggesting that retirees get back into the work to fill the gaps left by Brexit. Yeah. Uh, the Metro reported that the Tories congratulate themselves on smashing fire regulations just months ahead of the Grenfell fire, wanting to abandon a quote-unquote health and safety culture that was hurting big businesses <laughs> uh, and claiming to have reduced some companies' fire checks time from six hours down to just 45 minutes. Yeah. Recent polls show that 63% of people in the UK currently want to rejoin the EU compared to just over 30% that want to stay out. Yeah. In sports news, Chelsea owner Todd Bowley is treating the transfer market like a fucking Panini sticker album. And to top it off, the Daily Fail had a front page story spurred on by uh, Boris Johnson's interview with Nadine Doris on Talk TV, where he claimed that uh, over the phone Putin threatened him with a missile. Um, And honestly, I can say that I spent the last few days hoping nothing else would happen because, I mean, as you can tell from this intro, a lot's happened. I've covered a lot. I've probably missed a lot. Um, I just didn't want to have to keep adding to this list and there's so much to cover. I mean, when I started, I remember when I messaged you and I said the GRR thing had just gone through and I said, I really want to discuss it because I think it's a monumental moment in the devolution of the British nations. Mm. And then everything kept coming. And so the the one question really is, um, where do you want to start? Or what have I missed? Is there anything that you wanted to I can't think of it. I mean, we've been sat here a while already now, just... um just listing. listing just listing just listing. not talking about um, just listing i think we'll start with what you started with which was the grr sure um i didn't to be honest with you my it only came onto my radar when i heard we'd overturned it uh i wasn't aware keir starmer had supported the overturning of it um which is really disappointing agreed um and it's a shame I'll detour slightly on Sakia Starmer and the fact that I've seen a lot of like people saying that he's quite fake um, and that his, I don't know, I've, I've always felt like his, his lack of willingness to perhaps nail himself to any particular mast has been an attempt to sit in the middle to attract as many people as possible to get Labour back into government, which I think is definitely part of it. But he, um, he goes too far in that sometimes. Yeah, I think there's certain he needs things to have you some... just have to stand for. Yeah. Um, and I think choosing to use something that we've never used before to stop just one part of our country, yeah. make a decision for themselves on what they think is fair. They're not trying to impose it on anyone else. They're just saying, look, this is what we think is right, so we're going to do it. Um. I know the Conservatives have made certain um, claims as to why they've done it in terms of um, legal well, issues age. it might A lot of their thing is the well. age, right? So the bill is yeah. from 16, yeah. and a lot of them have said it's too. Now, bear in mind, there was one backbench Tory MP that came out and said, well, for, now I just uh, I should point out that I recently found out as a result of this bill that actually in twenty in February this year, the law is going to change so that the legal age for marriage is actually going up to 18, okay. where previously it's been 16. But her point, because her, her point that she made was, well, at 16, 
<clears throat> you know, for all my life and even now as we record this, mm. you can get married, you can work and pay taxes, have sex. you can you can have sex, you can have a baby mm. and start a family, but what you can't do is get a bit of paper that says yeah, uh, a different gender kind of thing. And, she, and, her, and this is a conservative. Obviously, I know mm. sometimes you don't line up with all of the values of a party and whatever. Yeah, but you know her thing was like this. Just it's ridiculous. Yeah, either sixteen's old enough or it's not. What bothers me about it the most is what are we actually doing that for? Um, and to me, the only real reason I can think of, particularly for the conservatives, I don't really understand why Labour would then support it. But for the Conservatives, it's appealing to a certain base, isn't it? To the small minority that are vocal and are horrible, are homophobic, are racist, yeah. uh, transphobic, whatever you want to yeah. put on them, it's what they are. And I think for a lot of people, but, there's a lot of... But I don't understand, I understand why they're doing it, but I don't understand why they're doing I think it. Um, for a lot of people as well, there's a lot of internalised homophobia that they don't even understand. And the th- you know the thing is, and I've said it I before, I don't know but if it's internalised thing... homophobia. Could it more be that we d- people aren't comfortable in themselves? I just think for a lot of people, there is a lot of internalised homophobia. Yeah, but I th- but the the whole you know, as it's been said before, and as is proven by the the petition that was started to remove all LGB teaching from school. Yeah, it's like that's great. They you know that's. They start with trans people and you all look mm. back and go, well, you know, maybe maybe it's not that big a deal. And like you said, it's like this is this is less than 1% of the population mm. we're talking about. But make no mistake, they will then move on mm. once they've, for want of a better phrase, once they've eliminated trans people, they will move on to gay, to other queer people. Yeah, Like make no mistake, that is the move. And like I said, you, we're sort of seeing that. I mean, this is the country I do, that brought back... I just don't get why this is happening. Really. I think it's quite simple. I think it's a... Look, like I said, trans people make up less than 1% of the population. Mm. So ultimately... Is it just an easy The decisions target? you make, yeah, will only affect a very, very small number of people on it. So it's not mm. like you're going to get... Even if you get backlash and you get all these people going, I'm never going to vote for them, you're, you're talking to less than 1% Could of the population. Could it be as cynical as there's less foreigners coming in this country now, so we need another target? Well, what I was going to say is what it does is it... it it, it it allows them to control the narrative and say, right, we're going to spend the whole time talking about this group of people mm. because what we're doing when you're talking about this group of people is you're not talking about all this other shit that we're doing. And yeah. I think it's as simple as that. I think it's a shiny keys. I, th- I think with this issue in particular, there's nothing really controversial to have an issue with. Um, I've always been quite upfront with my issues when it comes to people transitioning. And it's not even like I have an issue with anyone transitioning because I don't. What I mean is my hesitation towards things like how young someone could be to transition. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know what the science is on so it. So where would you stand on this bill, this 16 bill? Like I said, it's nothing to do with medical transition. It's just about ID. Like, makes me slightly young. If it's for ID, that doesn't... That's it, it's just to change if, your birth If it was in terms of being allowed to actually physically, I don't know what the age is currently um, in this country for someone to be allowed to actually go through the process of transitioning. I think it's the same. I think, I'm, I mean, I'm maybe well off. I'm basing yeah. this on nothing. But I think it's the same as like getting a tattoo or something. I think it's like you can get it younger, but you have mm. to have parental right, or okay. guardian permission to do that. Because my, my main issue is, I don't know what it does to the body that as it's developing to fuck with what's going on. Well, do you the know key, what I mean? Key, to quite, change the, the key, process. The key is in, when you do it at a young age, the key is, is quite in the name. 
of what you're given, mm. you're given puberty blockers. Right. They block puberty. What but that is means that is a if you no, because it's completely reversible. Right. If you come off of them, puberty kicks in, and you will start going through puberty for your but, but whatever what you're assigned at birth. What effect does that have on the body doing that later down the line when it should have happened earlier? Well, that puberty blockers are only given younger. Right. Okay. So they're only given people to who are going through no, or who I are mean about to like, go Say puberty. like your body was meant to go through, because everyone's different. No one goes through puberty at no. the same stage. But say like someone who was 12 wanted to transition and they yeah. haven't started going through puberty right. yet. And they're on these, pu- how long are they on them for? I don't even know. Is it just forever well, or? It's not forever. It's until you move on to that next phase, which what obviously varies from person to person. Right. Okay. Is that to then have potentially physical augmentation rather than? Well, it's basically just, just like a, you, you then you go on to hormones, right, but it's basically okay. just a placeholder. So then, so it's basically to say, look again. This is this is querying. It's it's just genuine curiosity. So say, for example, you, you go on the puberty blockers, and then after a certain amount of time, you start having hormone replacement therapy. So yeah. you're going from male to female. Yeah, will that start changing your body physically? Or yeah, that will. But you can't go. Right. You you can't be put on that as a child or as a teenager. Right, you, okay. you you only as a legal adult. Mm. Can you be put on that? Could that happen with your parents' permission? No. <coughs> okay. Medically, the doc like okay, the doctor can't people can come at me here because yeah. I might be well off. But as far as I'm aware, it's one of those that you know you cannot get prescribed those yeah medications okay until you have reached adult age. sort of adult age. But what does that include say, what, the puberty blockers? So the puberty blockers happen younger, but like I said, they're just a placeholder. What they are is to say, look, if you go through puberty yeah. of the sex that you are assigned, yeah. that's going to make transitioning Even a whole difficult. lot difficult and it's going to be a longer process. So what we can do is we can hold off on that and then if we get to the end and you decide actually, let's say for whatever reason you go, do you know what I am? How young do we let aside. people start taking puberty blockers? Well, it would only be approaching the age where they're going to start, going through, start going through puberty so once area. you start noticing the signs of puberty that's when you can start and again this this isn't a transfer i i worry about can a 12 year old really no no and whilst i appreciate that like i said these these uh changes mm. are completely reversible if you put a 12 year old let's let's stick this 12 year old let's let's give this person a, yeah. let's give this person a name yeah. You tell me, what's this 12-year-old's name? Sam. It's great because it's gender neutral. Yes. Sam becomes Sam. Really easy. No problems. So, Sam, we give Sam uh, blockers. Yeah. What that means is when Sam gets to, even if Sam gets to like 14 yeah. and decides, no, do you know what? I'm not. Mm. I'm actually looking at all the kids going around me who are going through puberty and actually, I was wrong. I, I am mm. whatever sex I was. Yeah. You take him off the puberty blockers. And obviously, it's a slower process because you've blocked it, but then their body will start puberty, right? And they will make, they will go through those changes. Like I said, my only hesitancy is that I don't know what that like. Does that have a detrimental effect on no. someone long term? If it doesn't, and no. and the science proves that, then fair enough. Like I said, it's literally just like um, hitting pause. That's all. My it is. only concern when it comes to people transitioning is about what effect it has on them. And well, that, I think that's my only what's, concern. Like I said, what's and really again, important. even if it does have a negative effect, if those people are going into that fully cognizant, signed up to it and agree to it, then like I said, what's enough. really important with this bill is that it's got because it's been spun. There's been a lot of talk, exactly like we're talking about now, going, 
how young's too young to transition and whatever. It's just social. But it's can just I be getting a piece you, of ID. I don't think people feel comfortable enough having this conversation. No, and I agree. Like I think a lot of people, like even me, I feel hesitant having the conversation with you. Not because I think you're going to judge me or think I'm transphobic. I always judge you. That someone don't else that could hear you. what I'm saying and go, oh, he's just a bigot or he's a transphobe. Or, but it isn't. I'm just. You don't have to read my blog if you don't want to see those things written about <laughs> but you. But the thing is, it's just not something I'm. There's nobody that I follow that's trans. No, and it's an educational I mean, it's not thing some, as well. Yeah, like, it's I'm not, not engaged in any of it. And um, I probably do sound ignorant, ignorant about some of it, and to a degree I am, but that's not like a negative ignorance. It's just it's not something I'm engaged with or have an interaction with No, and with I think anyway. I made a, a conscious effort a couple of years ago to start trying to follow more. Trying to like the, the, the criteria is still the same. They've still got to be putting out, putting out content that I actually like want to read they've got to be like yeah. funny you're not, or you're not just educational because they're trans no like 100 no. percent. they've got to actually still be putting they've, they've got you to know, be talented they've all got to be funny or yeah. putting out you know music or, art or something that i enjoy. Yeah. yeah but i did kind of make a bit of a drive to be like okay you know to what let's start a bit more because they do post about you know their journey from time to time and yeah. the struggles and stuff so it's kind of yeah like i said my issue you do like, learn a bit and again it's not i've mentioned before that i have an issue about uh, trans people, particularly men transitioning to female, becoming a, a woman, and then competing against other women in quite physical, like even combat sports. I have an issue with that potentially. The thing is, I think that I'm not. I completely understand your concerns, mm. but for me, the issue with that is that would be great if you know, in theory, then every uh, trans woman in sport would be at or near the top of the game. And mm. it's just not true. And also the hormonal treatment. No, but there, it there does. has been cases of um, men transitioning to female and then um, doing exhibition fights in MMA and just absolutely beating the shit out of women. I've not, I'm not aware of any of those. Um, I can't remember the names. I've heard it on, um, not going to like this, Joe Rogan before, and he's talked about it. Um, but again, like if someone's willing to put themselves in that situation and ultimately that's up to them um but i i i don't see why it's transphobic to believe that someone who grows up potentially up to 30 years of their life with testosterone in their system oh, you got to pick on 30 well i'm in my 30s so like like for example if i i transitioned I I, what a beautiful woman you'd make I'd, I'd, but I'd still be huge. I'd, I'd have had 32 years nearly of testosterone, my body being physically but stronger. But you would, than, during, the, during the process, you would lose a lot of muscle mass. To a degree, but you'd still had, like, you don't lose everything, do you? No, but you would lose a certain, yeah. a certain amount. Yeah, I can understand that. But I still think you must still have a physical advantage. Like, I just don't, I don't see the evidence for it. Well, I guess we have to see it. We have to see it play out and see what happens. But my main is I just don't want people to get hurt. I just, there are no sport. I know you've mentioned there the MMA, but there are no sports that I'm aware of I just, where I, even at an amateur level, someone's transition, someone who has transitioned has then, re, like I said, been either at the top well, or near the top. They kind of just like, properly opened themselves up to No, and I, but that's why I said at an amateur level, even, yeah. you know, it's like. Not really. Yeah, but you could argue someone at amateur. I guarantee, level. if they had, we'd read about it. Yeah, probably we would know about it because it would um, be hailed as a this person's taken up all the you know it's ridiculous they're taking mm. away opportunities from you know cis women. Mm. I think we'd know about it. That's the 
Yeah, but like I, said, I don't think enough sports have opened them, opened up to it, no. so we're not going to know. But like and I said, that's I think it's going to be a case of we might have to see. If like some I said, people it's, get got, hurt, it's, it's been I mean, twisted as a medical. It's got nothing to do with medical. It's just about getting a piece of idea. It's just about social. No, no, I mean, in, in regard, that's why. Um, just to try and bring us back. But to, yeah, to bring us back to that, I think it's a massive shame because I think it shows. And I we're think, moving in the wrong direction. Like I said, us stepping in and overruling something, even no matter what it is. Yeah. That's a big moment in um, Scottish well, independence. Well, yeah, exactly. Considering how, like, the Scottish have like weren't happy in general when they had the last independent. It was quite was close. Knife edge. It was quite close. And then we had Brexit. I mean, me and, and you have said Scots, it before. Yeah, they voted in general to, they voted to remain. In general to remain. And uh, well, sixty-three percent of people polled at the moment would still would vote to yeah. rejoin. But um, then we said it before: Scotland leave, suddenly Ireland reunifies. Because yeah. why would they stay? Yeah, um, they haven't even got a land border with us, and then it's just us and Wales. Yeah, no longer Great Britain. I think. Well, we've not been Great Britain and for a long while. Is, no, and the thing is, it seems like, it, like, if we said that on national television, we'd get laughed at. We, you know, conspiracy theory. That's ridiculous. That's uh, what's it called? Um, catastrophism. But it's it's not that unrealistic. Yeah, project project not, fear. Yeah, we're not that far off of it at all. No, it's coming. Ooh, we're playing footsie under playing the footsies. table. Footsies. Um, right. The other one I was going to talk about, if you don't mind, and you mentioned it earlier, was the issues we're having with the police. Sure. Um, sure. I can't believe that there's not a more stringent I don't vetting the, and training the process. The one you mentioned was the same one that I saw, um, but it was a policeman assaulting a dozen women over 20 years. That was one of the ones I saw. Um how does it that make you feel about the police? Honestly, no. Historically, felt about like them? honestly, no different because I think for the last few years, my opinion of the police has been very low, mm. and that's not to say in, just to be clear, that's not to say individual officers, because I have met and interacted with a number of yeah, absolutely fine individual officers who genuinely want to make a difference to the community. Mm. But on the most part, my like an, on an institutional level, my opinion of the police has been really low. Looks they are institutionally and systemically racist, mm. okay? They do offer no support for women and no. um, um, victims. Of, they actually, you know, there are a number of, I have read, and they're really, it's really difficult to watch some of these accounts and read some of these accounts, but read accounts from a number of women who have been victim shamed yeah. and victim blamed when they've gone to report sexual um, sexual assaults. I mean, there was one woman I was reading about. She said she went to she she reported rape. Yeah. First of all, the police officer assigned um, was very judgmental because she was on a night out yeah. and was very dismissive of it. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Then, when they were going through it, they were basically sort of saying they were basically implying that she was lying. Yeah. She was making it up because he said, and when she confronted him on it and said, "Look, you know, why are you treating me like this?" Mm. They, one of them said to her, well, you know, look, we get a lot of people, a lot of women lying about it, ruining blokes' reputations. So, you know, you can understand where we're coming from. You That's think, not their job, though, to make that judgment. No, it's absolutely the wrong thing to say. Um, and then that was the that was the captain, oh, no, no, the, the intendant at a particular station. Yeah. She then reported that and said, like, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Nothing done. Nothing. An investigation was launched and it was found that nothing was, no wrongdoing was done. No. And this happens again and again. And... One and in fact, she she said this was the same woman said that she'd actually reported this stalker because it was basically some bloke being really creepy, 
following her around messaging and whatever. Yeah. And at one point, the police officer apparently said during one particular uh, conversation with the police, they'd said, look, phone us if he's beating you up or killing you. <laughs> Otherwise, leave us, alone. leave us alone. And that also comes into what, I wonder where that comes into their powers and what they have jurisdiction over and yeah. what they're told. But I think there's such a huge problem. I mean, do you remember when Sarah Everard was killed and they held that vigil yeah. and the police started attacking the vigil? And it's yeah. like, what? The fuck is wrong with you? You are in a fucking crisis. And then the vetting process. I mean, that Wayne Cousins, do you remember the one who killed her? He was known, uh, you know, you know, banned for weight as the rapist because yeah. of his misogynistic views. How the hell are these people being given these? You know, there's no vetting process and no training there was process. One I heard about. He was known as Bad Frank in yeah. his precincts. It's shocking. Um, what does it make you think? Does it change your opinion? Like you, I mean, I've never really had an opinion on the police because my dealings with them have been so limited. And when I have had dealings with them in general, they've been all right with me, like yourself. So, I like, on an interpersonal level, I've never had any issues with the police. But I don't ever hear anything good about them. No, and again, that um, part of that comes down to our privilege as well. Look, we're white men. Yeah, like, 100%. Choose, truth is... But it's quite clear from the top down it's been fucked for a very long time. And this is the thing, this isn't a 20-year thing. There's a running theme, that, and it's a wider issue, and this is one of the reasons I want to talk about it, is what the fuck are men doing, and what have we been doing, man? Because from time immemorial, we'd use power, position, influence, and money to just fucking abuse people. And I just, I don't get it. And like, no, I don't, I don't get it. I don't it. know what we do about it. I don't know what it says about society. Like we, we rape, murder, and commit violence to a higher level than women do by absolutely miles. It's not even close. We've waged all the wars ever. Like you we said, we make all the decisions. We've literally used any idiom of power that we've had to to just make that. everything worse as well. And I just. It makes me genuinely think sometimes we need less men involved in everything. <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah. Like, um, and it sort of feeds into what we tried to talk about the other week about young men and what do we do for them. I don't know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what we do about this. I think it has to come down to, and I think it's something we've talked about before, and I've heard um, there was a really good stand-up set by Daniel Sloss. I don't know if you saw it. It was a couple of years ago, maybe now. And we might have even talked about it on here before. But about what needs to happen is that we call each other out. Yeah. That if you have a group of Have you ever called you anyone see, out on it? I've, I, I must just be very fortunate that I've had a group of friends that we I've had it at work. We don't behave like that. Um, what did you have happen at work? It's, it's like small comments like, you know, there's one guy who was like, you know, it was in the summer and we passed some woman and she was, you know, in like short skirt and a, yeah, best stop whatever and he was like he said something to the effect of like oh, you know these women like you know wonder why they get targeted going after I'm like well no mm. I'm like she can just have she can walk down the street naked the yeah. omen is not on her to not get raped no <laughs> the omen is, is on us yeah. to not rape her but do you see what I mean that someone could actually say that say what to say about rape do you know what I mean it's just oh yeah no but I I did what I've just said to you yeah. I did say I did Good. kind of I'd try. Yeah. The thi- I, I'm, I'm not I'd, perfect. I'm sure I don't. Like, I'd, I'd, 
it's not something I've ever really come across. I've never really, I've obviously I've been involved in groups of blokes and you know you know you talk about some stuff but it's never been it's never in your group you're the misogynistic one i don't think i am you're no we've listened to the podcast <laughs> you're the misogynistic one mate i've just sat here and said men should be involved less like women should an be. elaborate cover <laughs> yeah i'm infiltrating them jake um then birds won't know what it exactly they will my fucking fist it was um, nice. so with the husband i mean are you like the stat as well like we're such a an emotion. I think part of it comes down to this as well. For not for not so much for the rape, but certainly for the domestic abuse, mm. is that because we as men and the, the, that sort of toxic masculinity aren't taught to deal. We aren't even taught to acknowledge emotions. We aren't meant no. to have emotions, so we have no coping mechanisms. So when we get really emotional over things, mm. like football, like they said, you know, when England lose, domestic violence cases go up. Yeah. That's because men don't know how to deal with the emotions. Nah, they don't. They don't even know how to recognise emotions, let alone regulate them or cope with them. Does that not just feel like a cheap excuse? Though? Oh no, I'm not saying it's a cheap excuse. Mm. I'm just trying to look at the. No, I know, I know. It's, I'm it's, trying it's to look at the why. I'm trying to look the at the. Um, but I, I just I feel like we should have evolved past a lot, and like it does whatever area of the the world you want to look at, whether it's big business, whether it's politics, whether whether it's money, it's paedophiles everywhere, like and rapists everywhere, and abusers everywhere, and it, the paedophilia thing. I don't. I just don't. I don't. No, I don't get, get that it. Child fantasy, like. Well, I no, don't obviously get not. That. We're not paedophiles, despite the other episode. Jake. Do not diddle kids. Um, Diddling kids is wrong. But like, one of my all-time favourites. By the way, and not paedophilia. That episode of always Sunday. As soon as men get into a position of influence and power, or I think part of the problem is the men that go seeking influence and power. It's the old saying. That's isn't it. it. Yeah, it most. is. The ones who want power should be nowhere near it. Yeah, that's what it comes and down to. The ones to. who are the best at wielding power are the worst at seeking it out. So I was talking to someone recently um, who was who who'd been tapped up by. Obviously, there's a lot of strike action going on at the moment. Mm. Um, which, by the way, did you see the the trans one of the junior transport ministers in a, com- a a select committee hearing admitting that actually the money they'd spent fighting the strikes could have paid for the would have actually paid for the <laughs> demands of the strikes. They've actually paid more fighting the strikes than they would have doing it, which of is quite a bleak. Have. Of course, I have. A bleak, uh, very honest of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, talking to someone who was who was asked um, recently, a couple of the guys at their work had sort of said like, "You should, you know." You should be the next rep of the not union rep. Yeah, and he was like, "I don't, I don't really want it." No. And then we had that discussion of like, in many ways, that's probably why you'd make a good <laughs> union rep because yeah. you 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 wouldn't be doing it because you want the power or the position. You'd, doing you'd it be you doing do it because job. you genuinely think that you'd have your 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 colleagues' interests at heart. Yeah, I definitely think that's a part of that. Look, yeah. Power attracts people who should be nowhere near power. Yeah, because like let's be like not to pick but ourselves up, but have you ever been attracted to positions of power? Myself, I mean, yes. Um, Interesting. In what context? In what? Well, you, when I was at work, uh, there was a period where I was just I'm just going to go as high as I can. Fair enough. Um, and like in my early twenties, I was on I, I was running stores on my own, um, uh, and I liked at the time I got I felt chuffed that I was like yeah I'm running a store do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, but only in the sense of achievement rather than what I could do with that position it was just I've got myself there 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think I'd want to be prime minister. Like if if someone walked into the room now and said, "We need you to be prime minister," would you do it? I, I no, I'm not. I'm not qualified to do it. I don't have the skill set to do it. I don't. No, I I mean I can honestly say that I've any position of power I've ever held mm. has just sort of happened. Yeah, I've never gone seeking it out. I mean, the last you know managerial position I took was literally just. It came up, well, I was asked to apply for it. And then I just sort of thought, I'm here anyway. I'm basically doing the job. So I might as well get paid for it. might as well get paid for it. Like I have never, ever sought out. Because I tell you what I don't like about positions of power. And I I know we're sort of tangenting off, but, you know, allow us. It's a podcast and we can do that. Um, The thing I don't like about positions of power is the responsibility. Life is a lot easier without that kind of responsibility. And quite frankly, no disrespect, particularly at like work. But it's like, I don't really give a fuck what happens at work. No. Why should I take on the responsibility for something I don't really care about? Yeah. It's not, it, it's just, it doesn't appeal to me. No. If, if I'm, you know, for me, how I see myself, how others may see me may, may differ, but how I see myself is if something needs doing and I've got to step up to do it kind of thing, I'll step up and do it. I've got yeah. no qualms about it. But I wouldn't seek to be in a position where I'm constantly you know, having to do things. If someone else is willing to do all that shit for me, yeah. or instead of me, not for me, great, fucking have at it. Yeah. And when shit hits the fan and I need to be there, I'll be there. Mm. That's my view on it. See, now I'm, 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 couldn't be less interested in positions of power. I, I, I had the responsibility for a long time. And like there came a point, and I remember it, because it was when my dad started getting unwell. There, the, up until that point, the amount of effort I put in, it felt like it correlated with how my career was going. So mm. the more effort I put in, the more that was appreciated. And then I started rising and, you know, getting trusted with more stuff. So it was why as a team leader, I was running stores before I was even a manager. Um, because the work I was putting in and the capability I was showing meant that they could trust me with that. And I got a kick out of that. I liked being someone that they could rely on to go and fix things. And then... I sort of, as soon as I became a manager, I seemed to hit this wall where it was like, right, so you see all that work you did before, you've now got to like go even further than that. Yeah. Um, and initially I did that. Um, but then you think, where does then, it end? But when you get into management, it's really weird. There's suddenly like, and I don't know what it's like working in other companies, but there was this level of politics where you just had to to have any chance of succeeding. You had to say yes to everything. And the moment you said no, you were bottom it didn't of the pack. matter how much you'd done. Yeah, you were bottom you were of the pack. You were dead to whoever were... it was you'd said no to. Um, and I literally remember, and this is what it boiled down to, and this is like in the end why I was like, fuck it, it doesn't matter because there's more important things in life. I was at a meeting once and I was sat next to a higher up, like my boss's boss, because um, I was sitting in for my boss at this meeting. And he said to me, I want you to do this course. And it was called the Rising Star course. And it was uh, supposed to be eight hours a week. Um, and basically, it was to sort of prove that I'd be capable of being made well, a store manager. Thing where it was like, but we're not going to give you the time or the money to do it. We're not going to pay basically, you to do it. And it said it. in the course paper that he gave me, because he gave me this booklet of like, this is what it is. And I was reading it. It said you had to be given eight hours within your working week yeah. um, to do this. And I, I literally, in the room, I, I think I flicked through it and about 
like the break during the meeting, I said to him, I already see there being a problem because my store's not going to be able to afford to give me those eight hours a week. And he was like, no, no, that has to go on top of your... And I said, but it says in here. And he was like, no, 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 ignore that. You need to do it on top. And I said, well, I definitely can't do it then. And he was like, why? And I said, well, first off, I currently work 45 hours a week. On top of that, my dad's quite unwell and I'd like to be able to go see him and yeah. be around him. Um, and I, basically, the look he gave me was of like, he thought I was lying. Um, and then like three more times in that same day, he said, are you sure you don't want to reconsider your decision? And I was like, it's, it's not a difficult decision to make. My dad's really yeah, from unwell. from my perspective, that's actually a really I'm already easy working really hard. If that's not enough, then, you know. And, I, and after that, my, my career just... And then even there was a point where, because I'd pissed that person off by saying no, he then left and I got a different boss. And that person literally met them once and they phoned my boss to say we need to get him his own store i was in having a conversation with her one day and the person that didn't like me was waiting for her and i could see the way he was looking at me because he was being made to wait for me basically and i literally when the person i was talking to left i went to my boss it ain't gonna happen now and she was like, why? I said, because if you saw the look on his face, they're spending the rest of the day together. You don't think he's going to tell her about me. Um, and he did. He slagged me off to her. And literally the next time my boss spoke to her boss, she said, uh, oh, I've heard some things about Andrew that make me worry. So just like that, all my hard work, everything I'd put into it. Yeah, it's it. interesting cause if, for me because I've been in a similar position where yeah. like, once you say yes, you're expected to always say yes. Yeah. And if you say no, suddenly it's like, oh, you're a problem oh but f so because i've done that i'm now in a position where for me always set out my boundaries so yeah. like i was asked to take on um a slightly different role yeah and i said and i sort of said okay what are the conditions mm. what actually the, is the spec what's the you know all this stuff and they sort of they sort of told me and i said okay because it was i was asked to take on another store as well yeah and I sort of said, okay, I said, but I'll tell you now, these are my conditions. Yeah. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. And they sort of went, and they wanted to be fair to them, they sort of went, no, that's fair enough, I get that. Because I explained to them like, and it was, a, the explanation was as simple as this, I'm not doing that because I don't want to do that. Yeah. And, it, you know, I know that sounds really, but that's my, like, yeah. I'm setting my boundaries now. So that later down the line, when they come and go, yeah. oh, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah. no, because I told, you know, because it's come up before where I've sort of said yes to stuff and I've had to have a meeting with my manager where I've said, look, I said I'd, because it was, I was being asked to cover a role and it would happen maybe like, you know, once, twice a month. Yeah. And I was fine with that. I was like, yeah, that's not a problem when that person's not in, when you can't get the cover for it. Fine. I'll do that person's job. I'm not that bothered about it. Yeah. But then it came to a point where I was basically doing their job full time. Yeah. And I was like, look, if I wanted their job, I'd have fucking applied for their job. Yeah. Okay, I don't mind covering, but this is just getting ridiculous. And so for me, I've never had, I, I've not never had a problem with boundaries. I used to have the exactly the problem you just gone through. You know, you'd mm. say yes, and suddenly you've got to say yes every time or you're out of favour. Yeah. Like you said, you're a problem. And you think, no, I'm good for that. I don't yeah. mind being seen as a problem. I'll come to work, I'll do my job, and I'll go home. I'm yeah. absolutely fine with that. And in fact, I'm even, between you and me, I'm, thinking about taking uh a drop or asking for a drop in position yeah. in the next few months because 
my role as a result of various changes in the company my role would change yeah and i don't want to do the job it's going to be i don't want to do the job it's going to no. be so like when i signed no. up to and it and the thing is it's about your mental health as much as anything because like i got to a really unhealthy place <laughs> as a manager at one point and i wasn't putting enough into it towards the end because it went fr- it got to a point where I was having to ask people, or they were asking me, or saying to me, this is what's expected. And I'd be like, well... I haven't got that in the tank. That's more than we used to have to get... Well, no, not even that. That's more than we used to have to get done. And I've got half the staff I did. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Um, How am I meant to achieve that? And they're like, well, you just tell them it's got to get done. And it's like, but I wouldn't be able to get that done. And you pay me more than them. And I can't get that done. So how can I, with a straight face, go and tell them, you've got to get this done? They'd be like, oh, because it just has to get done. It's like, yeah, but that... Um, and I just... Ref- so it meant... Like, basically, I became a pain in the ass towards the end. I was just like, no, I've yeah. I just got to a point where it was it was me or... It's, it's a retail thing. Like, like I said, where I'm at now, it's not strictly retail. There's yeah. it, it is a kind of retail, but it's not strictly retail. And that works okay for me not great like i'm yeah. not you know I'm still not there with the job satisfaction thing but when i was in re- i had exactly the same thing they'd be like oh you need to get this done i'm like okay with what fucking staff yeah how are we meant to get that done and they they give you that thing of just like look that's your problem kind of thing it's like well yeah, yeah. it's not because i've told you now it's not doable so when it's not done don't be coming to me saying no yeah. oh, do do i told you it won't happen so yeah i, I had all that i mean like yeah like i said my so my job now is like managing two shops mm. and i was being asked to take on a third <laughs> there's lots of no i don't mind that like okay. i said i set out the rules i said because of the location of it i did say i was like i'm not going to be working there very often very often because yeah. i don't i don't want to include that in my commute i was like i don't mind taking it on and doing all the admin stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and going there once every couple of weeks just to check in and see it i was like i've got no problem with that at yeah. all but i'm not not going there full time there's been loads of problems with that shop yeah. and getting it up and running and then they're they're now closing one of the shops i run okay the shop that leaves i honestly hate being in it can i quickly guess i'm not going to say a location is it the closest one to here uh yes yeah okay yeah makes sense um well they want to increase the rent on it okay and um, unfortunately it takes yeah. it out of our Scope. and yeah and or like i don't think they'll get that i think that what they'll do is they'll get a bunch of short-term tenants because people mm. will go in and they'll be like this place ain't worth that no where it is it's sort of positioned a bit further away from the foot traffic it's just a bit too yeah it's just a bit too far away from all yeah. the footfall but so the, the the shop it leaves is just i hate it it's too retail i know we i've just said about retail yeah. it is the most retail place that i work okay fucking hate it i honestly don't like being there and i don't i don't mind being there at the moment well, I'm not there at the moment. I'm on to comment, but I don't mind being there because it's punctuated by two or three days. It's split half the time I'm there and okay. half the time I'm at this other place that's now closing, which was fine with me. Now, if I've just got to be there full time, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no way. Yeah, and it's like I don't care. I will take the pay cut. I mean, I can't. I can't really afford. But I can just about afford it if that makes sense. But yeah. it's like, like you said, you've got to put your mental health ahead, and it's yeah. like, mate, 
my mental health will tank. And the thing is, if you know you're not going to want to do it, you're not going to be able to do it at some point. It's going to no. reach a point where you just can't do it anymore. I mean, I was like, I didn't even realise it till I was out of it, but I don't know if you remember, but when I was working in proper retail, I was clinically depressed. Mm. I mean, I was really in a bad place and yeah. I didn't even realise it till I got out of it. And then I looked back and it was like, hey, that's, that's pretty dark. Yeah. I'll go back there if I go if I work in this place full time. Like yeah. I genuinely, it will. Tank it's not worth health. it. Like when when I was a manager, towards the end, I was on the highest dose of sertraline I could be on, and I was not in a good place. No. Um, I'm now not on sertraline at all. Um, I go into work, and like the funny, the hilarious thing was the other day, sort of hilarious, sort of like I wasted. It feels it makes you feel like you wasted a lot of time. I got my first like full time pay month since working for my new company and it was slightly more than what i would earn as a manager as a manager and it just it made me chuckle i'm glad it made me chuckle yeah there was a bit of me that went off <laughs> but it just i was just like just, it, and not i get to go into work now with zero responsibility on my shoulders do what they ask me to do when i go in so it means like Compared to like when you're a manager and you walk in and the place could feel like it was literally burning down when you walked in and everything was going wrong and five people have gone sick and we had a break in Christmas morning. Yeah, I remember that. It it could literally be anything. And now I just go in and whatever they ask me to do, fine. I'll go, whatever. And then at the end of your shift, you go home. Yeah, that's it. Um, You know what? I had a really, it was really, um, I don't know if it came across as rude. I hope not. Then again, I don't really care. With a customer not that long ago like last couple of weeks and there, there was it was a bit of a problem there, were, there was a lot going on and whatever and I just sort of like had to say to them at one point because they were asking about this and about this and they were like and I sort of said oh and then it'll be someone else will deal with it and they'll be like why someone else like you're the manager and I was like cause I was like, let me be clear at five o'clock yeah I shut that door and I stopped giving I mean I didn't swear so yeah. how did I phrase it I said at five o'clock I shut that door and the job stays here. I was like, yeah. I do not take any of that home with me. I don't, I go home and I live my life. Yeah. I said, and then nine o'clock the next day, I open up and I start again. Yeah. I said, but before nine o'clock and after five o'clock, I do not care no. about this place. And I sort of said, I know that sounds really cool and I know that sounds really, you know, that's not what you want to hear, but I will do everything I can while I'm here. Yeah. And while it's my job, but my job does not pay me beyond those hours. No, I doesn't. will not work beyond those hours. No. And that's something that seems to be forgotten by a lot of employers as well. Yeah. But yeah. No. Well, we've ended up talking a bit more about like, I don't know, almost like mental health thing. Yeah. That's not really surprising considering how shit things are in the country no. in general at the moment. Like in general, the last couple of weeks, despite all this stuff going on, not intentionally, I just because i've been working a lot i just haven't had the energy to really keep up with everything so like i've not really I've been tried i just of it. keep seeing things no i know and like i'm most of the things you've talked about i've had a general awareness of other than a couple um but i just and if anything i felt quite good the last couple of weeks because i've just not engaged with all the depressiveness that's going yeah. on um and i in general i just try to engage with things i enjoy like i tend to re-watch a lot of stuff i like now um I, I, we were talking before the pod came on. I'm saving up The Last of Us. I've heard yeah, nothing really but good. good things. It is really good so far. Um, so yeah, well, things things are good and bad, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Just doing where are you with your own mental health at the moment? All right. 
I, I've, I have the odd wobble. It's difficult living away uh, from Leanne. Um, but she's amazing. And when we're together, we make it work. So I'm lucky in a lot of ways. Um, I'm lucky to be in a situation where I have a mum that I can live with and save up and get things sorted. You know, if I didn't have her, I'd be pretty fucked. Some, I could be depressed about things that have gone wrong in my life and the th- mistakes I've made and not being happy where I am particularly now. But I'm also fortunate in a lot of other ways and that's what I tend to focus on. And instead of like lamenting and ruminating on the silly mistakes I've made or the bad decisions, I now just, my focus is on making sure I just don't make those same mistakes again and learning from it. So in general, I'm just trying to be more positive. It's not, Every day, there's some no, days where I'm a miserable wanker. Um, but just in general, I try to see things more positive now. Fair enough. What about you? Um, probably a bit more on the down at the moment, yeah. if I'm being completely honest. I think there's been a bit of stuff going on at home. Some of it I've spoken to you about. Some yeah. of it also, there's, there's, there's a bit of an illness in the family, okay. which that in itself doesn't affect my my mental health because it kind of, I kind of see it as an is, it is what it is situation. And yeah, sometimes it's a bit heartbreaking, but like I said, I see it as a, that sucks, but it is what it is. And we'll just get through it. But it's causing a lot of stress for some other members of my family and seeing them in distress. Yeah. It's quite, it's hard, quite upsetting. Um, Plus I think like, I know I've still touched on it there, but job satisfaction is kind of, really in the toilet and I keep thinking okay change change jobs change mm. career and this is the thing so you know when in the cost of living we've heard quite a lot as well we'll just go and get a better a job. like I'm trying <laughs> no and one will hire me because because do you know what I mean like because all of my background all of my experience rather is, is it's bar work and it's retail work and quite frankly and I've, I've decided like straight off the bat I'm not whatever my next role is it's not retail no. I cannot pigeonhole myself any further into this industry yeah. i just can't no um because i hate it mm. i'm so unhappy in this industry, industry i'm so unhappy in it and i all the people that i know that have moved out of it most of those are people who were just in it whilst they got degrees for other things and stuff yeah. none of them have ever said anything bad about none of them have ever said they miss it no. none of them have ever said that it was like a a move that they none of them have even been indifferent about it and gone yeah you know um, you know it was all right and then i moved on they've mm. all been like no i i'm glad i don't do that anymore yeah but i do do that yeah and i'm i think it is hitting me at the moment particularly because my job's going to be changing a little bit so there's it's, uncertainty it's, it's hitting there me well. about how much how unhappy i am with my job mm. and look we are at job, i'm at my job five days a week for you know at, at least half of my waking day yeah if not more because obviously you've got counting commute time and stuff so like it's a it's a large part of your time you're there and if you're not happy with it plus i've been really lucky like so this a common part of it as well as this a common i'm on yeah ends in like april and i've been the, so there's been quite a few people have been on to comment there's kind of been a shuffle around yeah to fill a gap i've been really lucky i got the lucky end of the spectrum like i'm in the best secondment yeah but I know I'm going back and I kind of, it's like, oh, I don't want to go back. I mean, I don't necessarily no. want to stay there forever, but. Have you got any ideas what you'd like to do? 
anything really. Honestly, I know that sounds really dumb, but like I will try my hand at would any you other like a industry. More an office job sort of thing. I would like a less a less customer facing role. Mm. I don't mind people facing role, yeah, but not a customer facing role. Cus- I can't deal with. I just people are not nice, <laughs> and I get my <laughs> patience for them. Yeah. Is so limited. And I don't know what it is when people walk into a shop, and it doesn't matter what shop it is. People seem to think they lose all responsibility to have to behave with any level of intelligence, common sense, or decency. And I don't know what that is, but they seem to think because they're buying a service or goods from this establishment, that any requirement they have of you is a reasonable well, one. Well, also, and I think people, people, mind. you know, I'm not a salesman. No, and people sometimes think you are. So they'll ask, you know, they'll they'll expect they're expecting you to try and sell them the product. So they kind yeah. of like want to, you know, almost tease it out of you. And it's like, mate, I, I couldn't give a shit whether you buy, buy this or not. Or it's entirely <laughs> up to you. I mean, there was a bloke with a fan the other day, and I nearly, st- I mean, nearly snapped at him almost because he was like, he kept pressing the button to turn the oscillation, <clears> and I kept showing him. I was like, well, that just turns the thing. And he was like, no, I want it still. I was like, okay, but you need to stop pressing the button then because that just turns the thing. Yeah. And I was already quite short with him. And then he sort of went, he kept saying, oh, it's a bit weak. Like, you know, it's a bit weak, isn't it? And I just sort of went... Like, How it, much was it? <laughs> oh, like 15 quid. And I just went, it is what it is. And then he said it a couple more times. I was like, yeah, it's a bit weak. And I just sort of went, oh, I can't make it go faster. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a fan engineer. Yeah. That's what it is. You've seen it. And it was a bit... And it's like, yeah, I'm getting more and more like that. Yeah. With each passing day. That's not a once in a blue moon thing anymore no. with me getting short with customers. That's becoming quite a, no. particularly with donations. I sh- snapped at someone with donations the other day. It's like charity shop working. Cause like two customers in a row brought in bags and they were like, oh, it's um, just clothes in there or just books. And there was other shit in there. Yeah. So then the third one came in within the space of about two or three hours. And they were like, Oh, just some clothes in there. And I was like, is it? I was like, is it just, just clothes? And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, is there other stuff in there as well? Or is it just clothes? Can I take that donation as just clothes? Yeah. And he, and then he was like, oh, I'll, I'll, the, the missus packed it. You know, I don't know. And I was like, because, you know, if it's not clothes, yeah. I have to throw it away yeah. if I don't think I can sell it. And that costs us money. Yeah. I was like, so I can't take donations that I don't think I can sell. Is it just clothes? Yeah. Or are there, and I just sort of like really... Oh, you you do get that with people sometimes when they yeah. go and they're off you some absolutely dodgy old shit. Yeah. And they're like, Oh well, I'll take somewhere else then. Yeah. Like okay. I don't get what it is. Bye. When people have <laughs> okay. something that clearly isn't something anyone would want to pay for, just take it down the dump, man. Like you're already taking it somewhere. It's because we're cheaper than the dump, aren't we? Are you? Yeah. It's free to go to the dump. No. You get a certain amount of free visits. You get a certain amount yeah. of free, plus it depends on what Who's it is. Who's using all that allowance? Plus it, well, it depends what it is as well. Yeah. Because this is changing. Anything that they can recycle, yeah, fair yeah, enough. But, but the stuff that you that's can't, now, what they up, have to pay up for. Up until now, people are just being lazy wankers. It's not even, like, it's beyond lazy because it's like, you're already leaving the house with this thing. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Job satisfaction yeah, very low. Um, yeah, you've got to get on that, mate. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm trying. Yeah, you try selling your body. No one wants it. I don't believe. You. I was running free offers. There's someone out there. I was running free. There's someone out there. Oh, you think I can make an entire sex work career out of one customer? If you're really good, if at if it's it. a, like a an Arab shake, great. 
Yeah. I am, yeah, I can make that kind yeah. of switch. If it's someone homeless, it's less. If it's just like, you know, Steve from the local council. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm picking on councils there, but if it's just, you know, some like boiler, uh, I could some plumber or something. I could 100% believe some councillor pulling up <laughs> to your street corner, just sliding a note out the window. <laughs> I'm just, if I'm honest, I'm grateful it's a note. Yeah. You know, it'd be quite degrading to do that for coins. Yeah. You're going to have a verifier though, like a fucking... Yeah, mate, I'm not taking those shit fucking dodgy notes. Yeah. I'll stand there. I'll bring a car machine. Have my car. I could believe that as well. But yeah, yeah. I'm not fucking taking dodgy notes. Uh, you've got to earn a crust, mate. Yeah, look, a legitimate look, crust. I know it's illegal, but if you enjoy it, I support your decision. I enjoy the money. Yeah. I enjoy the real, not fake money. How much are you charging this guy? <laughs> Depends what he wants. He wants everything. A lot. <laughs> Is that what you'd say I'd to I'd charge a lot. <laughs> no, but he's then going to go, Because it yeah, scares yeah, them off because... What's a lot? Well, this is the thing. If they go, what's a lot? They can't afford it. Okay, they're already budgeting in well, their head. Well, what if he just says, name your price? But if they just go... If I just say, a lot, and they go, all right, then I know they can afford it. I can fleece them. There's some money <laughs> yeah, in Yeah, but then what are you actually going to ask for? Well, money. <laughs> what would you ask for? No, I'm asking... I'm not the one prostituting myself depends depends how much i think i can get <laughs> he drives up in a five-year-old jag he's a local councillor he's 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 got some money um do you know what i probably asked for maybe you know what we're we going for an hour a night he wants a night oh, no, night. No, no no two hours two hours five six hundred quid Wow. <laughs> this may come as a You're shock to you. You're making yourself a high-end Listen, despite my many claims in this podcast, this may come as a shock to you that I've never used an escort service. I don't know what the going rate for... Well, neither do I, I mate. don't know what the going rate for... Well, how do you know it's high-end then? How do you know it's high-end then? It sounds expensive. It's cost of living, mate. I, I, Everything's gone up. Look, I'm trying to imagine if I tried to tell Leanne how much I was going to charge her for my sexual services. Do you know what I mean? Do you think the cost of drugs have gone up as a cost of living? Drugs? And escorts. What sort of drugs are we talking about? Like the kind that you couldn't buy in boots. Specifically? Because they all have different price ranges. Well, yeah, I know, but do you think they've gone up? That's what I'm saying. Do you think like the price um, of cocaine has no. gone up because of the cost well, of living? Well, I can't speak about cocaine. Do you think the price of escorts have gone up? I don't use escorts. Um, but I would imagine with cost of living, everything's gone up. So that's why I'm um, charging £600 for two hours. Yeah, but I, d- I don't know if it's increased by, like, that's well above inflation. Imagine, like, you, like someone walks in on you looking up escort services <laughs> and you're like, it's research. <laughs> I just want to know how much It's just costs. research, okay? Um, Sitting in a police station being like, officer, I do a podcast. Yeah. And sometimes we want to get our facts right, okay? Yeah. And I want to know how... Accurate with being, you know, you was know? I gonna was I gonna meet her? Well, yeah, but for the podcast, okay, so yeah, I could yeah. talk to her. Yeah, and it's companionship. Her. It's companionship. So it's all companionship. Her. You know, we're just talkers. We just talk. But no, I know uh, certain drugs haven't gone up. I know you know certain drugs haven't gone up. Uh, crack cocaine, heroin, heroin, MDMA. Yeah, meth. You know, the price of a good night is still the price of a good Psilocybin night. Psilocybin mushrooms. All of them. Other mushrooms. Yeah. Mushrooms have actually gone up. Everything's gone up, bro. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm, all, I'm at that stage now where when people are like, 
God, how much is it? I have, isn't it? I'm done with hearing it now. I'm like, yeah, it's shit. Like, everything's going up constantly. Yeah, you lot voted for it. Deal with it. Yeah. Well, no, not even just that, but, like, people, like, even, like, my mum would be like, oh, this is... And I'm like, yeah, I know, but, like, everything had Like, you can pick... Yeah, the next time you pick get up, that, that would have gone up. So, you know, it's shit. We're all upset about it, but what can we do? Cry, I guess. Sell our bodies for £600 a, a go. <laughs> Well, um, let me know how you get on with that. Sure. Um, and if I suddenly see you pull up in a Jag, then I know... It's gone well. It's gone reasonably. Or he didn't have 600 quid on him and I took his Jag. <laughs> yeah, because that's a fair trade. If he's not I got know money, I should have gone to the bank. Should have gone to the ATM, mate. How are you getting the Jag off of him? Well, he's not going to have his clothes on, is he? So I'll just sort of like nick his keys and walk away. What if you had sex in the car? Well, yeah, I'm not going to have sex in his car. <laughs> not for 600 quid a night no no what if it was one of his things I, I want to do it in the back seat alright fine but afterwards you go and pick up something over there <laughs> <laughs> and then just drive off and then drive off car. yeah fair enough well you thought this one through bro I mean, so, it's pretty I mean, foolproof I mean I don't think you'll find a f- I don't think you'll find a hole in this plan do I get to be your pimp I don't, are you going to want to cut <laughs> yeah well then, I'm no, I don't want to. I'm not offering you the I don't protection give away a marketing that I'm going to bring. You don't even know anything about escorts. How are you going to protect me? I'll find out. Are you going? You're going to do your own research. I'll tell you. What, let's go away. We'll both <laughs> do some research on this subject. I'm researching. <laughs> <laughs> when we're talking to the police, they've yeah. got this episode to go back to. <laughs> when it all started, they go. No, it's just for research. I not, didn't engage in any of the prostitution. I've just profited I'm from actually, it. I'm not actually going to become a pimp. Obviously, yes, I did a bit of pimping because I needed the experience to know yeah. how I, you know, it's all well and good looking at the account of a pimp, yeah. but I want to know how I'd be as a pimp. Yeah. So if to do that, officer, I had to. I just I went on to the streets with him. Yeah. I just sit there and offered his wares. Yeah. Would you be a good, would you be a salesman or would you literally just offer protection? Both. I'm the full package. You're the full package. <laughs> and you're selling to it. What cut do you want? I'm not greedy. <laughs> I appreciate you're the one doing the deed, but my protection, my marketing, my expertise comes at a cost. This is the... Uh, you could almost do a Dragon's Den like this, couldn't you? Yeah. Have pimps in the room, have a woman or man come in, a prostitute come in and be like... These are my numbers. I'm looking for a new pimp to, you know. I'm offering you 10% stake for... Yeah. And then yeah. we negotiate. I, I feel 30 is a number. 30%? You <laughs> must be joking. That 30 is a number. You're absolutely right. 30 is a number. It's sandwiched somewhere between 29 and 31. <laughs> it's a number I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. How much were you thinking like absolute top ten. Wow. I mean, I was going to negotiate down and be like eight or seven. The lowest I could go. The thing is, though, let's just remember this: I'm the one that's going the lowest any of us can go. Yeah, but what if he gets sort rough of, with you? Sort of morally, Who are you can look to, to protect you. For thirty percent, I'll take the beating. <laughs> the lowest I could possibly go. Twenty. It's just, I mean, at least you're in slightly more reasonable terms here. But that's as low as I'll go. But I'm charging six hundred pound for. I'm charging three hundred pound an hour. So what's twenty percent? So if I work, if so I that's work, that's one hundred and twenty quid out of that I get. 
So yes, if if I work for you're still left with what four eighty. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you're getting for ten percent, it's covering my petrol. It's covering my food costs for that trip. Um, and for two hours, that means my hourly rate's about sixty pounds an hour. So it's if I do, bargain. if I do, if I do three hours work, five nights a week, you get ninety quid a night. Do you know what I mean? You're getting four hundred and fifty quid a week. That extra sounds reasonable, for very little. Mate. And how much are you getting? A lot more. Exactly. <laughs> So everyone's a winner. Well, not everyone. Not them, not them suckers we're charging. Look, you've shown them a good time. You've looked after. I've shown them a time. I think we're overestimating my value. Mate, if you're charging them six hundred quid, bet you better fuck a lot. Do you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine being myself in a position where I would pay that way. But if I was paying like six hundred pound, the for things a, for a you'd prostitute. expect them to do. Well, not just, all I'd be thinking, no matter what she was doing to my dick, all I'd be thinking was six hundred quid. This is costing me. 600 quid 600 of my hard earned English pounds and that's all I could think do you know what a mood killer that must be well how hard it, it is to it maintain an erection when I'm just thinking 600 pounds this is 600 pounds <laughs> you're assuming that's the going rate yeah I don't know what the going rate I really don't know what the going rate is if you know you should email us at crossingswords19 at gmail.com we know you probably know through a friend <laughs> <laughs> We know you probably know, you know, because a friend knows. Yeah. We don't expect you to know. No. But talk to your friends. Let us know. Where can they do that, Jake? Where Where am I going to do that? Where can they do that? Anywhere you meet your friends. <laughs> anywhere your friends are, you can ask them. <laughs> but where can they contact us? Oh, to contact us. <laughs> they can contact us at uh, crossingswords underscore podcast on the Instagram. On the Instagram. How old am I? Fucking hell, I shouldn't be charging £600 a night. I should be offering like deal rates. Um, they can find us crossing swords on Facebook. They yep. can find us uh, at Swords Crossing on Twitter, and they can find us on YouTube as well. They can. You can see the link to which will be in the, d- the description of this episode. Click on it, open it up, and see generally whether you'd be happy to part with six hundred hard-earned pounds. For those of our for our international listeners, um, don't worry with the conversion rates because it might not work out in your favour. You might not like that. I might put you off even more. So yeah. don't don't convert it into local currency. Just keep it at 600. <laughs> if they're from Zimbabwe. <laughs> Millions. I mean, if you're... You're going to do it for 600 Zimbabwean dollars. No, God, no. <laughs> but at least it sounds more appealing that way. I mean, like, for our American friends, I think the current conversion rate leaves it at about... It would cost them about, I don't know, 780 quid, uh, dollars. That doesn't sound very appealing, does it? 600 is an easier number. You know, just psychologically. So don't do the conversion rate. But you are going to charge them the extra. I wouldn't. No, I absolutely. Are. I'll <laughs> do the conversion rate when I charge you. <laughs> but you just don't want them to do the. Conversion. But hypothetically, if you're just trying to work out whether you would, yeah, don't because it might put you off. But have a little look, open up, yeah. and whether you want to pay six hundred pounds for this for a couple of hours or not, hit the subscribe button. Yes. Hit the like button. And click the share. Buttons. And share it, share it, share it, share it, because sharing is caring. But obviously, I only share at a price. Yeah, it but does, we want you to share for free. It does cost to share me, but yeah, you share for free. Share us for free. Yeah, because we're giving it. you this entertainment for free. It's it's a hell of a jump to go from how's you, you know how's your mental health to how much would you charge to sell your body? There's no price I could put on me. I'm priceless. No, I reckon I could come up with a list if you give me enough time. 
I'm well, you the get on list. that and you let me know in the next episode. I and I'll be damn sure I'm not charging you 30% as a pimp. <laughs> no. Well, Don't that's what my I price. Charge. My price is 20. Bottom end, I would prefer 30. And 20 for me, you mean? If I was your pimp? No. Like, what are you offering me? Well, what would you want? <laughs> what do you mean, what would I want? What is it? Well, if I was your pimp, well, what would you want to I don't to really feel me? like you a can cup. offer me the protection. Mine's more of a marketing perspective. I mean, that means you're offering me less than I was offering no, you. No, and protection. I will protect well, no, you. Well, no, but I can protect myself, thank you. I just imagine, like, some some guys getting really rough with you. I'm like, he just looks quite big, so I'm just kind of going <laughs> to leave him to it. He looks like he'll probably tire himself out. Yeah, I think um, I'd give you around five. Five K a night. That's big. 5%. That's bold, and I like it. Five <laughs> percent. Yeah, I have a night where I only it's took four and I'm not I'm not just paying <laughs> this, this, is cost, this is costing me money. I'm paying to be a prostitute. I'm yeah. actively paying out of my own wallet. Yeah. To sell my body. Yeah. And to have you involved for some reason. Well you'd you'd want to do it with a friend, you wouldn't want to do it alone, wouldn't you? If it was between that and having to give you five grand a night, <laughs> I'd rather do it alone. Well, do you know what? That's where I'm a good pimp because it motivates you to work harder. <laughs> and on that note, guys, let us know who do you think would be a better pimp. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Who would be a better whore? I'm pretty sure I know uh, the answer well, again. You don't know, you know, we don't know the answer to that, I think. Well, who would be better at it or who would be more popular? Oh, both. <laughs> do you think there's a difference between who would be more popular and who would be better at it? Yeah. Okay, so which way do you th- who do you think would be better at it and who do you think would be more popular? <laughs> I think initially you'd be more popular because right. I think you're naturally better looking. Right, okay, but you but don't I think, think I'd because be as I'm good. better at it, I would ultimately be more popular. But why would you be better at it? <laughs> come on, bro. No, what do you mean come on, bro? There's more to hold on to. My general sexual skill in general. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm just good at it. No, because I'm, I'm quote unquote an efficient lover. <laughs> because I like to get to the point. Yeah. Well, I like to get to my point. Yeah. Just for the record, I'm not like that. I just feel like I could show people a better time. Just, just for the record, um, well, you have to have sex to find out what you like. <laughs> I'll find out one day. I'll get, there. get there. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. These bloody police keep taking them all. No, that was too dark. I, I don't. I regret dark. that. That was too dark. I was too. Um, I take that back. That was despicable. I am ashamed of myself. Not as ashamed of myself as I would if I signed up for the Met, but I'm quite ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, take care of yourselves. Bye. <laughs>